Hello everyone and welcome to Big Brain Time with Lauren. If you're new here, I hope you're ready to have every question you've ever had about your brain answered right here today. Okay, maybe not every question, not even close actually. Anyway, today we are going to start off with a pun. Are you ready? Here we go. You better stay away from the passive-aggressive pepper salesman. He'll get jalapeno face. So, if you couldn't tell by my awesome pun, today we're going to talk about aggression. I'm sure we all know what aggression is and have probably experienced it at some point in our lives. So, the scientific, official, big brain definition of aggression is this. Aggression is any behavior intended to harm another person who is motivated to avoid harm. So, let's break down the components of aggression. First, aggression is behavior. Actions such as those who cause physical harm or even those which are just barely noticeable. We'll get into that later. Second, aggression is intentional. You must have a reason, a motive for your actions. Aggression is not accidental. Lastly, the victim of these behaviors should not want to receive any harm. If you find yourself acting in ways which fit into these categories, you may in fact be displaying aggression. Now, there are essentially six types of aggression. The first types we can talk about are direct and indirect aggression. These types pretty much fit their name. Direct aggression is when aggressive behaviors are directed towards someone in a completely explicit way. For example, if you go up to someone and start punching them, please don't. This is direct aggression. Kids love direct aggression. When those playgrounds open back up, you better watch out. Indirect aggression, on the other hand, includes things such as spreading rumors. These are things which are done discreetly or behind someone's back. This can cause harm to someone just as much as direct aggression can, but in a more subtle manner. The next categories of aggression are hostile and instrumental. Often we think of aggression in solely a hostile manner. We perceive other people's aggressive actions as having purely malicious intent. For this topic, let's use murder as an example. Lots of murder cases are hostile. Someone murders someone else purely because they are a big, meanie head. Okay, not exactly. Their murderer, for example, may have felt threatened in some way, and they committed the murder in retaliation. They wanted to cause harm. However, in many cases, we describe aggression as being instrumental in nature. Instrumental aggression often has an end goal, which is something other than just causing pain to someone. Using our murder scenario, often murders are done in order to receive some type of ransom or other benefit. We can also use a less violent scenario. Take the playground bully, for example. Kids sometimes bully other kids in order to steal their lunch money. The kid wants the other kid's lunch money, so this would be considered instrumental aggression, as there is an end goal. The final types of aggression we will compare are active and passive aggression. Active aggression is where the aggressive behaviors are blatantly displayed. You go up to someone, call them fat and ugly. This is active aggression. You are directly in contact with this person, physically or verbally, if that's how you choose to go about things. Again, please don't. Passive aggression is often displayed by little things. Avoiding someone, refusing eye contact, having a snarky tone of voice. These are all passive ways of expressing your aggression. 
Now we've broken down what aggression may look like in all of its forms. After learning of these, you may wonder why do we choose to aggress in these ways? Is it from our environment? Is it genetic? There are different theories as to where our aggressive tendencies stem from. One theory is called the frustration-aggression hypothesis, which states that there is some kind of goal which cannot be reached, and this causes aggression. To put this in lay terms, here is another scenario for you to picture. Imagine you really wanted this big bonus that your boss is giving out. This is your goal. However, you did not get the bonus. This makes you angry, so of course, you punch your boss in the face, as you should. I was joking, please don't. Also, that awesome scenario is from Harris, 1974. So essentially, when we can't reach our goals, we get angry and we retaliate. There is a problem with this hypothesis. The hypothesis also states that frustration only leads to aggression. This is untrue. Frustration can lead to other things and aggression can result from other factors as well. The revised hypothesis, however, states that any unpleasant experience, frustration, pain, and even heat can lead to negative feelings which lead to, correct, aggression. I'm sure you said that. Another theory of aggression is the social learning theory. This explains aggression as a learned behavior. The theory says that we learn by watching and imitating other people. Remember this, we will come back to it. Or don't, that's okay. There are also individual and cultural differences when it comes to aggression. Men often display aggression more outwardly in the United States because it is more acceptable for them to do so. In contrast, men are expected to be less emotional, crying, for example. There is something called young male syndrome, where young adult men tend to act and think in more aggressive ways. Females, however, are often allowed to cry without judgment. Women are seen as inherently more sensitive. From a cultural standpoint, there is something called a culture of honor, where men are expected to respond violently to negative situations such as insults and threats. Some of these cultures actively encourage aggression towards outsiders. Looping back to the social aspect of aggression, media exposure is another theory of aggression. According to a 2006 study by Ostrov and colleagues, violent media exposure may predict various types of aggression. So if you're wondering whether or not you and your five-year-old should binge watch your favorite really violent aggressive movies, they probably should not. Violent media exposure could also desensitize children, which may affect their response to others' pain. Overall, violent movies for really young children? Probably not the best idea. So today we learned all about aggression. We talked about what aggression looks like, what kinds of aggression there are, and what possibly causes us to act aggressively. That's all we have for today. Remember, be kind to your neighbors and to yourself, and if you must display aggression, do so safely without harming others or yourself. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time on Big Brain Time.